Thanks, Andrew. And yeah, thanks for the invite to speak on our team today. So yeah, I think first maybe we'll we'll read through the whole the passage of the Beatitudes with with Jesus, uh, kind of at the beginning of, of chapter five. All right, so seeing the crowds, he went up on the mountain, and when he sat down, his disciples came to him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who are before you. Yeah, so that's... That's the overall passage, and today I'm going to focus in on on verse 3, uh, where it says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Uh, but first I'll introduce myself. Hi, I'm Andy. Uh, hey, hey, hi, hi. Uh, if you haven't met me, I recently moved to Toronto from Project to New Brunswick. I'm a student. I'm attending Tyndale Seminary, studying the clinical counseling program. Um, yeah, and so we'll we'll dig dig more into this verse in, in a moment. Uh, first, I'll tell you a bit more about myself. Uh, so, for a lot of people, their first impression of me is that I'm quiet. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't feel often feel feel the need to say a lot in conversation. I'm, you know, don't 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 like interrupting people. I'm relatively comfortable with silence, and don't feel as urgent need to fill in moments of of silence. And so, yeah, I'm relatively quiet by default, but it's something I'm comfortable with. It wasn't always that way, though. In high school, I was not only quiet, but also painfully shy, right? Initiating conversations with people, or just the idea of initiating conversations with people, it was, it was, it was too much. It was too, it was too scary. I, I couldn't do it. Um, and so, unfortunately, that meant I didn't have a lot of friends in, in school. Uh, and so the, and the hardest part of that was lunchtime, uh, because what would happen at lunchtime is for 28 minutes each day, students would go and gather with their friends and eat lunch together. But for me, I had no one. I would go to the cafeteria and sit at a table by myself and eat lunch there while the tables around me had students sitting together. And then I would finish that, and then I would wander the hallways for the remaining 
28 minutes by myself. Yeah, and so that was that was hard. The the being alone was tough, uh, but I think what was even tougher was the the self consciousness of knowing that they could see me on my own. They could see that I had no one. Right? The the shame of that. Um, yeah, and so most of the time I just wanted to. I just felt so exposed. Um, yeah, and so, I mean, over the years, there was, I found different ways of hiding, uh, but for the most part, it was just a matter of enduring the, the 28 minutes of lunchtime each day. Um, and yeah, I, don't, I guess I didn't have words for it at the time, but I guess looking back on it now, uh, it, would, it was an experience of, just like a chronic sense of fear, shame, and loneliness. All right, so let's pause that, that story. Let's talk about the Bible a bit. So, Matthew 5, 3, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So this is a verse that's been on my mind for a good chunk of this past year. Uh, I think particularly of earlier this year when I was applying to Tyndale Seminary, I was thinking about this verse, and particularly... This question of who are the poor in spirit, right? And so a common interpretation I've heard of that is it's about being humble in spirit. It's about rather than going to God proud in spirit, it's about going to God, recognizing your need for God, uh, having a humble attitude towards God. And I think that's totally important to acknowledge our our need for God, our humility before God. Uh, but I think, I think here this idea of poor in spirit is getting at something beyond that. I think of who is Jesus speaking to? Who is his audience at the time? I think of how Israel was under Roman occupation at the time. And I think of how a lot of the people there in the crowds would have been oppressed, poor, eagerly awaiting a Messiah, right? So Jesus was speaking to people who were hurting and who were losing hope. So when I think of poor in spirit, I think of people who are crushed by oppression. I think of people who are covered in fear, shame, and loneliness. I think of people who, they get their heart broken over and over. And I think as well of people who have this overpowering inner critic within them, um, and people who, for whatever reason, feel they are failures in, in life, or people who are paralyzed by anxiety, uh, as well as people who just can't seem to find the right people. They can't seem to find good friends. And then I think of, of my story. I think of 14-year-old Andy, terrified in the cafeteria, uh, alone, and scared that people can see that I'm alone. So here's the thing. The story doesn't end there. God did 
rescued me out of that situation, and he, he really redeemed the whole experience. How did he rescue me? Well, I think a big part of it was God placed me in communities where I was accepted for who I am. All right, I think that started in, in high school. All right, I was part of a, a youth group at my church that really operated as a, a safe haven for me where I could be myself and where I could grow in my relationship with Jesus. All right, and then since then, God has continued to place me in community after community where I can be accepted for who I am and where I can grow into someone that can help others feel accepted. Right? And a result of that is my relationship with Jesus has grown into something that I really find very liberating. So when I hear the phrase, blessed are the poor in spirit, I think about how deeply Jesus cares about those who are hurting. And so maybe some of you here today fit that, that category of poor in spirit. Right? And if that's you, first of all, like whatever you're going through, all right, I'm sorry you're going through that. Um, and then second, pay attention here because we both say it's important and it's true. Here it is. God sees you. God cares about you. God is with you. And God rescues you. All right, let's repeat that. God sees you. God cares about you. God is with you. And God rescues you. All right, and that might, that might not feel true today, right? And maybe like, you heard my story today and you're thinking like, man, like what I'm going through is so much worse than what, what he described. Maybe that's true. But what's also true is God sees you. God cares about you. God is with you. And God rescues you. Brothers here, maybe it's less you, more somebody you know who is poor in spirit. And for you, I just ask, what's something you can do for that person to help them experience the love of Jesus? For me, I'm in this seminary counseling program and I'm hoping coming out of it I'll just be better able to help those who are poor in spirits poor in spirit experience the type of healing that I did all right one more time God sees you God cares about you God is with you and God rescues you